Welcome to the Brevis Consulting Living and Learning Podcast. Now to your host, Shivraj Prashad. Shivraj Prashad. I am so happy that you have chosen to join me today. As founder of Brevis, I work with a whole host of exciting folks and together have the privilege of serving companies, leaders and institutions across sectors and geographies in order to enhance their learning culture. We know agility is a key lever and therefore anticipating the needs of the business and employees proactively and shortening the time and distance required between production, consumption and application of knowledge is an absolute must. L&D should renew focus on the learner experience. This in my mind is the single most differentiating factor. We speak to Nischay Suri from Edcast on the shifting sands in the learning ecosystem. How businesses must adapt reskilling and upskilling of their people if they are to stay ahead of the competitive curve, given that we are now living in a new normal. This is a podcast especially critical for learning and development professionals wanting to step in to make a difference. Nischay, thank you ever so much for speaking to me on the Brevis Living and Learning podcast. Thank you, Shivraj. I've known you for a very long time now. Now, you've had considerable experience in HR strategy, leadership education and learning, moving from senior leadership positions with consulting firms, setting up an MBA school, learning academy and now EdCast. For those who are unfamiliar with your latest stint, tell us more. Well, Shivraj, it's been a real joyride from consulting to an adventurous entrepreneurial venture to a big four and I guess back to another experiment. At EdCast, of course, we are committed to working with governments, enterprises, academia and associations around the world to support, enable and empower the learning and development journey of every working professional, student and citizen. And I'm fortunate to be part of an organization which is committed to bridging the ever-widening skill gaps with the objective of creating a smarter, future-ready workforce. Now, learning and education, and we're going to go to the corporate level, Nischay, has received considerable attention over the last decade. Now, it's also become a strategic business role that creates a more agile and productive workforce and a workforce for the future, as you just pointed out. Now, with the pandemic and what comes after, do you fear a sliding back to when learning and development or L&D folks will be forced again into just compliance or implementing roles? Now, owing to the coronavirus pandemic, corporate mortality rates are expected to soar. With the frequent shifts in the market conditions and uncertain futures, continuous learning is integral to the future of work. This requires a shift in mindset at both the organizational and individual level. The new order of work requires talent that is networked and fluid with an ever-growing set of skills that is fast-changing. To survive, sustain and grow, the best strategy is to create healthy, multifaceted and flexible learning ecosystems, educate the learner on being a smart consumer, set and maintain context, and then get out of the learner's way. These are truly unprecedented and challenging times, and with the right level of executive sponsorship, L&D professionals must rise to the occasion and meet the growing demands being placed on organizations to bridge the skill gap, create a future-ready workforce, The introduction of new technologies, such as a learning experience platform, provides them an opportunity to lead their learning agenda and cater to the preferences and needs of their employees. 
At Edcast, and I've been observing your social media posts, you've launched a learning health index. What is learning health? So learning health is an organization's collective abilities to perform. Organizations outperforming their competitors are seen to have a healthier learning ecosystem. Edcast launched the Learning Health Index study with the objective of creating a deeper understanding of learning health in organizations using a validated research approach. Our tool is structured around the dimensions of learning health and allow organizations to measure their learning proficiencies in greater detail. The study provides actionable insights on key bottlenecks and opportunities to really power the L&D community in their endeavor of building smart and healthy learning organizations. So given that you're saying that the study gives such insights, how critical then is understanding this Learning Health Index or LHI for businesses to stay ahead of a competitive curve, especially since we are now coming out of this very peculiar coronavirus pandemic situation? The EDCAST LHI Study 2020 covered 104 leading organizations across industries and reveals that the average learning health index for organizations surveyed stands at 67. Now, Shivraj, the pace at which you learn is perhaps your only sustainable competitive advantage. So I would say it is an absolute must if you're keen to outperform your competitors. There are several gems captured in the EDCAST LHI 2020 report. Let me share a few key takeaways with you. Despite the availability of cutting-edge learning tools and technologies and organizations recognizing the importance of benefits of using them in learning, over 75% of them are yet to make technology an ally in this journey of skilling and make a real shift from traditional learning technologies used in the past. This is an area of weakness, but also presents organizations with the greatest opportunity to improve their organizational learning health. Another key takeaway is that organizations aspire to nurture keen and active self-directed learners, but 68% of them do not provide the right supportive environment and infrastructure required to drive employees to take ownership of their own development and cultivate everyday learning habits and behaviors. The switch to advanced real-time analytics is also yet to happen for 96% of the organizations surveyed. Another key gem from the report, learning is aligned to business requirements and integral to business success in 82% of the organizations with leaders playing an active role. This is really good news for corporate India. And L&D functions are responding with agility and readjusting learning priorities based on changing business needs. And finally, most organizations recognize the critical role that L&D functions have to play. However, the role and expectations from L&D function are fast evolving and 44% of organizations report that L&D professionals are not adept to meet the growing demands being placed on them. What is required of L&D professionals is to urgently invest in their own development to power the learning journey of others. So interestingly, just taking a few threads or strands of what the report found, I heard somewhere that in this VUCA, that's volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous world, there will have to be an almost Uberization of learning experience to drive engagement, meet business needs, and sustain business growth. How do businesses fare right now, and what must they do to change that? 
let me take the example of Netflix and draw upon a few comparisons that can be made with learning and development. Netflix learns from user behavior and starts recommending movies based on multiple factors using AI. Similarly, in the field of learning, the use of AI and predictive analytics can offer guidance by understanding employee profiles and then matching a person's situation to available learning. We use AI to capitalize on the exploding amount of available content to be able to provide personalized, role-based, and skill-based learning and performance support in near real time. Using AI, we can pull data quickly and easily sort through demographics like age, gender, culture, level in the organization, educational background, previous learning experiences, learning needs and goals. Using these insights, organizations can create intelligent and smarter position content, adaptive learning that is personalized to the individual is a powerful way to engage today's workforce. In our LHI study, we found that nearly 50% of organizations are planning for the use of AI in the next one to two years. This is indeed very encouraging. The key to enhancing this is by giving learners the freedom to consume the knowledge anytime, anywhere, from a wide range of content resources tailored to their learning needs, styles, preferences, and interests. And interestingly, our study found that organizations reported a score of 63 on this dimension. So there is a lot of work to be done here. We know that digital transformation of businesses has come to stay with the new normal. But for traditional businesses still looking at single modes of delivery, struggling with the digitization that you're talking about, is the adoption of tools and technologies going to be an almost existential question? Well, as remote working and digital learning becomes the new normal, technology becomes your ally in this journey of digital transformation. Technology tools must be leveraged as they augment learning objectives and help organizations really break the silos and reach out to geographically dispersed experts and learners. Such new age technologies boost the learning health of the organization. So what about affordability, AI, machine learning, gamification of learning? These seem to have become buzzwords. Now, there are a lot of traditional businesses, and when I speak to them, I hear the twin challenge of a budgets and then budgets linked to the big question of learning impact or outcome measurement. You know, our pet line is technology is your ally. And as we know that learning is not a destination, it is a journey. So first, the good news. There is greater executive sponsorship for the skilling agenda. And now the bad news. In a recessionary environment, which is already setting in owing to the pandemic, learning budgets get slashed. What is therefore required is for L&D to align spend with mission-critical learning and development priorities and make known the business value they create by using the right metrics, but also make it widely known with business stakeholders. Additionally, I see this as a great opportunity to review the biggest spend buying content and programs and really optimize the content portfolio by leveraging AI and tapping into the open source content by moving from physical to digital as a delivery medium, by using authoring tools to curate content, making use of pay-per-use rather than buying subscriptions to expensive content libraries. I know in the Indian context, the biggest test for L&D folks organizations is creating 
a learning culture. Now we know adult learning principles show a greater resistance when it comes to reskilling or upskilling. How can we create more champions across leadership or management to make this happen? So coming to learning culture, again, much written about, talked about, it is really a collection of beliefs, processes, and practices that enable individuals to continuously learn and grow. And the million dollar question I've always had is how can you have keen and active learners in a toxic learning environment? The study reports an LHI of 64 on this dimension. A strong learning culture helps in building the right knowledge and capabilities to address market needs today and for tomorrow. A strong learning culture also helps in higher attraction, retention, engagement of talent. And we know that low executive sponsorship and involvement, weak credibility, and capabilities of the L&D team, lack of rewards and recognition for promoting and encouraging everyday learner behaviors, dominance of push-based compliance-led learning are some of the potential derailers in building a strong learning culture. Driving cultural change, Shivraj, requires the creation of an environment where individuals experience work as an opportunity for self-discovery and corresponding growth. To propagate the right culture, L&D ought to behave like marketeers. Sell it, don't tell it. Act like ambassadors, where they role model the behaviors of an everyday keen and active learner. Finally, if I were to ask you, what are the three to five key changes in L&D processes, policies, portfolio, competencies that must take place to create a new paradigm in learning in the new normal? Well, L&D should repurpose its program portfolio for relevance. All L&D initiatives should be tied to tangible results. What is critical is establishing relevance for the learner, followed by opportunities to apply the knowledge gained and selection of the right metrics to measure the business impact of applied learning with the use of an appropriate technology stack, including tools and templates to ensure that all learners and stakeholders I enabled and provided the right level of support in this journey. We know agility is a key lever and therefore anticipating the needs of the business and employees proactively and shortening the time and distance required between production, consumption and application of knowledge is an absolute must. L&D should renew focus on the learner experience. This in my mind is the single most differentiating factor. It should also reboot its digital solutions to enable social and self-directed learning that is mobile first, always on, can be accessed anytime, anywhere through multiple channels. Facilitate learning in the flow of work where learning can be accessed on other systems of productivity, example Office 365, and through performance support tools, example Microsoft Teams. Nishay, if industry professionals were to access the Learning Health Index, where should they go to get it? Well, they can visit the EdCast website, www.edcast.com, and download the report from there. Nishay Suri, thank you ever so much for speaking to the Brevis Living and Learning podcast. Thank you very much, Shivraj. It was a really enriching discussion. I hope these conversations have helped you in any way. If you have any questions, inputs, ideas, or would just like to connect with me or anyone in my network, shout out by writing in to me at shivraj at brevis.in.
philanthropists need to raise their game and play the role of a coach in addition to giving money for the simple reason that more than 50% of the NGOs are in a fight for survival at this point. Next, we speak to Anand Bhagwati, Director for Capacity Building and Expertise at Tasra on the changing role of philanthropy in rebuilding the non-profit or social impact sector. As a public communications coach, I sometimes find it exhilarating to dig deep, research already established wisdom, speak to experts and thought leaders to turn it all into my very own gold dust to help you. Look for us, Brevis Living and Learning Podcast and follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud or TuneIn Radio.